0: BYU-SN, should the Big 12 Conference stay with their posse of 16 teams in 2024? Or do we want more? And how big of a deal is it really for BYU men's basketball to lose Quez Glover in the transfer portal?
1: Plus, I go one-on-one with receiver Keanu Hill, and we go live today one of volleyball camp with All-American setter Whitney
0: Bauer. It's always a good day when you have an All-American on the show. Welcome to BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Tuesday. August 8th, I am Spencer Linton, and he is clearly mic'd up, Jerem Jordan. Now,
1: Kingsley Io was mic'd up yesterday, and there's a fun conversation. The guys have a sec, they talk about non-football stuff. Here's a taste. Oreos or Chips Ahoy? Oreo guy.
2: Oreo mm. guy. With the milk. With the milk. With the milk. Mm. We didn't even get to the milk.
3: He oh, already yeah. <laughs> milk. Crunchy or you like the chewy? I package? don't like either Chips Ahoy. I like Oreos. Anyways. <laughs> my favorite cookie though. For real though? Yeah. The Samoan cookies. The Girl Scout ooh, cookies. What's ooh, you I know about don't that?
2: forgot about that. Oh, this is a real deep question. How are the pyramids
3: built?
1: I don't know. Like that, that
2: the they had that technology back then. So how'd they build that? From the inside out. What? From the inside out.
1: I have some follow-up questions there. Simi Mawala, by the way, <laughs> former Utah uh, starting offensive lineman, is, is the giant next to yes. Kingsley right there. He could be uh, in, in play here, but there's some deep questions there, ranging from Oreos to the pyramids. These are the things the O-line's talking about right now. These are the mysteries that I really wanted answered. Of the kingdom. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, did want to take a moment as well. Um, I really appreciate one you reading yesterday. When I could not, and uh, everyone that reached out, it, uh, while death separates us temporarily,, yeah. um, the living come together in a moment like this. and it was it was amazing to to have uh, people I don't know reach out to yeah. friends I haven't talked to in a long time, like it was it was great. so
0: thank, thank you to everybody that, uh, that reached out. I appreciate it a lot. Ah, yeah. well said. Yeah. and uh, I mean, full clarity, like in that moment because I've too, I've lost my father. Like, you know, I just, there's just a connection there. You just know what that is like.
1: I, I yeah, you know. Uh, and so I have great empathy um, for those who have gone through something like this. And I'm really glad that I wrote it out. Cause if not, I would have just sat here crying.
0: Absolutely.
1: <laughs> so thank you for, um, I did not I tell you, in. Hey, back me up on this. You just picked it up, so I, I really appreciate it. Thank you to everybody. I, we could, like, one of the greatest things possible is that I could share Bruce with all of you here. For sure. Um, and that we can have this together. Because this is more than just talking about the Big 12, talking about BYU, talking about Utah. Yes. Uh, life is much bigger than this. Just, this just happens to be a thing we do. But good gosh, it's fun. Uh, yes. So here we are. Thanks Big,
0: bigger than sport, absolutely. And uh, with that said, how about we rise and shout? Let's get to what's trending. There's never been a better time to be involved with the Big 12 than right now. It's the Big 16. I think for the Big 12, this was really good. I want schools that are intentional. Fight team.
2: Ran into an orange wall. Leans into the end zone. Touchdown Kansas. There's incredible momentum, lots of energy. Our narrative has changed.
0: What's Trending presented by FeastBox, donating 10% of every order to Full of Hope, a charitable organization that feeds hungry families. Our friend Brett McMurphy is back at it again for the Action Network, reporting yesterday that the Big 12 Conference has no appetite to add any of the remaining Pac-4 schools or San Diego State. He continues in that quote, we have no interest in doing anything, source said, we're... Done. Jerem, is being done the right move for the Big 12 Conference if they stop at 16 teams?
1: I think right now it is. Um, Now, they don't want to add Cal or Stanford. They don't want to add Oregon State or Washington State. They don't want to add San Diego State. Who else is out there that's interesting? Now, you look to the ACC. There's obviously disgruntled teams there led by Florida State. I'm not sure they're looking at the Big 12 as, like, the most viable option there. But it all depends on the TV contract situation. So, as we explained, as we understood from Brett McMurphy, who dug into uh, the contract there, ESPN said, yes, we'll go full share P5 ads up to 16. Fox said, we'll go up to 14. Apparently, we haven't heard this report, but it is assumed that they said on 15 and 16, yes, we will go our 11.7 on top of the 20 mil starting in 2025 with the additions of, we assume that Arizona was sort of that 14th team, if mm-hmm. you will, Arizona State and Utah. Now, would they, could they, let's say Florida State, Miami, and a ha- NC State, a handful of those disgruntled kind of seven or whatever um, that came out this summer. Let's say they were like, hey, we're serious. We want to be in your league. Like, we, like and, and we'll, we'll buy out the ACC, which feels crazy. We, we haven't heard official numbers on that, but one, th- one report said it was like, 30 mil per year, like the big 12 is not the conference to join, to do that. It would be the big 10 because they're shelling out 70 million a year, full share, but they're not for Oregon and Washington. And I don't think Florida state right now, um, they could be valued as much as Oregon and Washington, but they're not a full shares team. It would seem in my opinion. So I don't think there's a league out there that's willing to take on. um, Well, the big 12 would be willing. I don't think the ACC teams would want to do that given if that buyout is that much. Um, UConn's sitting there. They're, they're a G5 ad. They're not a, the, a full-share kind of group at this point. Is, is ESPN and Fox willing to do that for a football team that gives you nothing but a men's basketball team that could give you a national title like they did last year? Yeah. San Diego State, I would be interested in in the future. But, like, right now, as is, I think we're good. I think in a couple of years we could see, again, see which leagues TV contracts end. And and go, like,
0: two years before that, and that's yeah. when kind of the movement typically happens. I want to add two words to the end of the quote. For now. We're done for now. Because... Still open for business. Things can, as we have seen just last week, changed very, oh my very gosh. quickly. Is the open sign still lit up for the Big 12? <laughs> <laughs> Could someone go to the Big 12 offices and see? Did, some of the neon may have died a little bit, <laughs> but, like, I think primarily the letters are still open. Even though they're, they're saying, hey, we're closed, like... The open sign's still kind of on, right? So we're done for now is what I believe. And I've had a number of people ask me, Spencer, why didn't the Big 12 add San Diego State? Brett Yormark's been so vocal about wanting to get into California and the West Coast and the Pacific time zone. And I stepped back and I thought, okay, if I were Brett Yormark, how would I assess San Diego State right now? And then I immediately thought about the madness and the dumpster fire that they just went through with the mountain west conference and with the almost pac 12 invitation. And then I thought about the price tag and I thought if I were a businessman right now, I would not take them right now just because of how that whole thing was handled. It was terrible. It was a nightmare and it was a nightmare for San Diego state, but it is what it is at this point. They can't get away from it. And so I thought, okay, if I were him and I were a businessman, looking at a $34 million price tag and then the bad publicity that is surrounding San Diego state because of that whole mess of a show with the mountain West conference of a show, nice. I wouldn't do it. I just, I get it. And up until last Friday, I was like, yeah, let's get into California. Let's take Southern California with San Diego state. Let's do it. If Arizona state and Utah don't want to join fine. Yeah. Give the invitation to San Diego state. But again, I believe that the big 12 conference made the right move. Adding San Diego State right now is not the additional move. UConn, I'm, I agree with you. It just, there's no rush. It, it doesn't have to happen right now. Why? At some point, great, whatever. Maybe their football program builds in a little bit, and they, they show something, and then they become a little bit more attractive. We Probably what,
1: not, let's be honest. We
0: already know what their basketball team is capable of. They just of. added Arizona men's basketball.
1: Like, you don't need it's UConn true. men's like, basketball. It's yeah. Arizona, historically, uh, unbelievable. Like, if yeah. you're looking for a men's basketball ad, you got it. Like you don't, you don't. But it's again, men's basketball is not dictating any yeah. of this. This is all football TV contracts. It's not men's basketball TV contracts that do anything. Your mark understands, though. At some point, maybe this is unique. Maybe the men's basketball deal is a different deal. Maybe it on becomes different more networks. lucrative,
0: like depending on the network and how they value basketball. Could be because
1: then you're like, well, we are the next best thing after the G League. Like this league. Like we're the third tier yeah. of quality uh, in a group in the United States. I, I don't know. I, I'm with you. Yeah. I, they don't need, like, they had don't added, have to rush
0: into this. They
1: added three quality programs. Uh, four with Colorado. It's all been, like, two weeks worth. But, yeah, you, you did what you wanted. The perception of open for business was that they would, like, pillage the Pac-12 and so on. No. Guess what? They did it. <laughs> Whether that was the full or partial intention, Brett Yormark said, no, it, it just meant lots of different things. Let's be honest, the main thing was like adding (laughs) Pac-12 teams, it feels like, right? And they
0: did it. They added a third of the league, Spence. I'm not going to give out spoiler alerts for the latest Mission Impossible, okay? But, uh Go see it if okay. you haven't. It. Like, it's fun. <laughs> it's been out long enough that I can give a hint to something. Is the Statue of thing. Limitations okay. up at this point? <laughs> okay. There is a character that seems to know things that are going to happen before they actually happen. Yeah. It feels like Brett Yormark is that guy. In these like, parts, he, we call that he, a seer, Spence. He received a message, and it was like, okay. Uh, you're not going to go exactly, you know, as you, the word you used was pillage, and you're just going like, to rip apart the conference. But these teams are eventually going to become available and you can decide to welcome them if you want to or not i just <laughs> that's what i Indeed. thought of last night like he knew he was just waiting for the dominoes just to waiting fall, for that crappy then, tv deal yes, to, to come to a head yes ahead. you can join too yep. yes let us extend the hand of mercy <laughs> bit
1: the big like the biggest thing that ever happened with the big 12 was that they added the four that they added when they added them and then they went out and got the tv deal early because then the Pac-12 was in trouble. They were in tr- they were never going to get that kind of deal. If
0: you want to establish your league's credibility and you want to be sustainable and you want to be firm, a firm foundation, which resonates with this crowd, yes. you go get a grant of rights immediately. And that was priority number one for Brett Yormark.
1: And it changed everything. everything. It changed it everything. It changed the
0: fortunes of BYU and Utah. Crazy, right? You're done for now. Let's wait and see what happens with the ACC in the coming years. For
1: now, like F-E-R. For now. For now. now. We did sub for Santa in high school, but they spelled out this sign that said F-E-R. Oh, yeah. Solid. Solid. Utah for you. (laughs) (laughs) Sloughing. Topic two. How big of a deal is Quez Glover entering the transfer portal? And where do we sit with BYU men's
0: basketball right now with everything going on? I would love to just be able to gloss over this and be like, eh, (laughs) BYU will be fine. Like, but... I mean, I spent some time with Mark Pope and Leanne Pope on Saturday night uh, at a dinner and had great conversation with them, and Mark's energy was really good in spite of having a difficult weekend, learning that he yep. was losing Quez Glover to the transfer portal. theres He knows it. We all know it. There's no easy way around losing a guy you expected to be your starting point guard when we're in August. Uh, what do you do now? Like, it's not like there's just a ton of other point guards out there in the transfer portal available. You right now. Like, well, yeah, waiting. if Quez left, let's just go get another uh, three or four-star point guard. It's yes. all good. <laughs> it clearly doesn't work that way. The The options are very, very limited. In fact, BYU now has two open scholarships. They still need to hire an assistant basketball coach, mm-hmm. and their director of basketball ops just left. Bobby Hordusky left. And they're supposed to go on an international trip. Like, Uh, Next week, there's a lot happening and there are some notable vacancies Most recently now your projected starting point guard who's not going to be with the team on that international trip To bond and spend some more time in the gym together and just come together as a team So yes, it's a big deal now Whenever somebody leaves or somebody gets injured, there is greater opportunity presented. So, BYU fans, I hope you're ready to embrace Dallin Hall as your number one starting point guard for the opening Big 12 season. He might have been the
1: starter with Quiz Glover on the roster, Spence. Like, he could have won the job. Dallin
0: Hall's show for sure. And now Trey Stewart moves into the backup point guard role. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, young guys still. Both of them, both sophomores, but it is the Dallin Hall show followed by Trey Stewart. Yeah, there's nothing easy about losing a guy that could have been your starting point guard the August before your season starts a couple of months away. Come on, let's let's be real. So yeah, it was a tough weekend. Be for real, is it time? It was a very very tough, nope. challenging weekend for him, um, and not surprisingly, the people that he was addressing, he spent time talking about Dallin Hall and Trey Stewart because he knows that they're going to have to step up and fill the void by Quez Glover. Yep. We'll see if there's something BYU could potentially add. I don't know. Maybe they promote from someone from within and they give a scholarship to a guy that didn't think he was going to have a scholarship. It totally
1: could. But I don't know. It's tough. Okay. T- uh, two thoughts real quick. Uh, Quez Glover becomes the new Devonte Henry Cole. I played 20, college football 2014 last night, and I was reminded that Devonte Henry Cole
0: was on BYU's, was on roster. BYU's roster, and then yes. he, didn't,
1: he didn't end up playing. Um, and then the idea that you have two scholarships sitting there that's very concerning you need all 13 you need quality you need to walk in you know uh, full full bore there and be not at this moment hopefully they can find somebody but or two people at this point it's really tough and then that third assistant coach that's a new thing yeah so that's an ad not a big deal there director of ops yeah i got to find that person Strength and conditioning was just added, which is cool. I'm more on uh, that new hire in a moment. Yeah, that's a big-time hire. Yeah, and then this group definitely needs this international tour to come together because they're facing the most challenging basketball schedule in history by far. Like in football, we're like thinking probably it overall, but in basketball, it's
0: like no question. Yeah, there's just no way around this without saying, okay, this – it just stinks. It stinks. And it stinks. NIL is, is unfortunately
1: the, the cause of this one, it sounds like.
0: And that's it's, tough because BYU is trying to compete in that arena, but BYU, just by nature of the school and the code of ethics and everything that goes into it, they don't operate like other schools. They're, it's not just as fast as like saying we're throwing out a number. Like it doesn't work that way at BYU. Everything's yes. got to be approved. It's got to come through channels. It's got to be guaranteed. And they do yes. this to protect the athletes. They do it to protect the athletes and the coaches so that when they say, we're going to do something for you, it absolutely is going to happen. We will do it. Right? And, yeah. and then you don't get into trouble. But False promises it, ta- and it takes a little bit longer, and that's, that's tough. Yep. Right? It just doesn't happen fast. You just
1: got to probably get better in this space to compete.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, in, in Mark's words, he said in, in this instance around Quez, we, he said, we failed. We failed to make this happen, and we've got to make changes. Now, what are those changes? He's not talking about the team. He's no. talking about everybody. Yes. Yeah. As a collective group, right? As collective being the operative Boosters word, and as the they, Royal Blue Collective. And we've got to figure out a way to when these offers start coming in last minute to match that and keep a guy here. Yep. Yeah. That's tough. It's a new era. Indeed it's it is. new era. Our question of the day as we move from basketball back to football. Yep. Well, frankly... This is all sports because it's the Big 12 Conference. Would you like to see the Big 12 expand beyond 16 teams, or are you good for now? At ma- or Matthew Salt underscore TX on Twitter says, yes, get Louisville and Pitt for their rivalry with Cincinnati and West Virginia.
1: That'd be great. They plug into the, the region there, a little more East Coast influence. Now, it, like, now the East Side is the sort of like barren wasteland of Cincinnati, West Virginia, and UCF, and then it's like, well, you got to go a ways to get to everybody else. Now the West, it's like, oh, we got Utah up the road, we got Arizona, Arizona State, like, awesome, that Colorado, would be like, yeah. we have five in the sort of intermountain West, if you will, again, and then down in the desert, like, yeah. oh, we're not alone here. We were alone
0: literally until two weeks ago. I saw somebody suggest uh, Louisville and Pitt and then NC State and Florida State to... I would love it! ...help out the UCF
1: area. Like if you told me, hey, in four years that's happening, I'm stoked. Yes. Miami would be fun too. <laughs> you know
0: what I'm saying? Let's go. Uh, Matthew Stall continued, by the way. Unless you go to 10 conference game, 18 conference games, 18 feels like the biggest number you can get to and still feel like a conference. Anything above that and you will have schools you only play every three years or so in football.
1: True. If is, you like that continuity, is but 20 it's 20 too many but, it, but it's like risk. Again, I love risk in this conversation. But, like,
0: yeah, you gather, 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 gather until you can overwhelm the opponent. So Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Hashtag BYUSN to join the conversation.
1: Okay, check out tonight's Big 12 preview on After Further Review. It's
0: coming up at 7 Eastern on the BYU TV app. Up next, our preview of the BYU wide receivers continues. Jerem goes one-on-one with one of the vets, Keanu Hill. What will it take for him to have a true breakout season? in the Big 12. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU
2: Sports Nation is sponsored by Feast Box Global Grill, a unique dining experience featuring Texas, Hawaiian, and Korean meats. Time to
0: feast. Caught by Keanu, touchdown. Wide open in the end zone, Keanu Hill. Keanu
2: Hill saying, don't forget about me. Watch the replay on this one. Downfield, got him in, and it's caught.
0: Welcome back to BYU Sports Station. We're live in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. Alongside Jerem Jordan, I'm Spencer Linton. I said it last year, I feel like Keanu Hill has uh, moved into the role of most underappreciated BYU player, Perhaps. certainly on offense. Perhaps, and here's a guy who's from Texas, Big
1: 12 country. His dad played at Texas Tech. His uncle played at Texas he knows this league. I talked to him at practice recently. All right, Keanu, They call you Kibo. What's what's that nickname? Where does that come from?
3: Oh, that comes that just comes from my grandma when we was little kids. Me and my she gave me and my sister some nicknames. That's how she did with all her grandbaby. So that's, my name's Kibo. I think my sister's name is uh, Bald Eagle. So <laughs> Bald Eagle's pretty cool too. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. How's fall camp going for you? Because uh, this is day two we've been able to watch, but day one you were very vocal. You were very uh, boisterous. you feeling the energy
3: Oh I feel I, I like bringing the energy every day you know just always a blessing to come out here be with the, be with my be with my teammates my brothers and stuff like that and just get out there and grind just because going into a new 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 seat and going into a new conference you know everybody has that grit and everybody needs that energy to pick it up and make sure everybody stay focused.
1: How would you compare this fall camp to the others? Because this is your fifth season at BYU, but you're listed as a junior because hey, COVID, hey, Richard.
3: I would say it's more, it's more. I'm more comfortable now just because I've been here for so long and like the plays and stuff. Like I have them like all like secondhand nature to me now. So I feel like I'm more comfortable now. It's just about being a leader, helping the new guys out like Darius, Keelan, all them, all the new guys, the transfers like JoJo and all that stuff. You know, just trying to be more of a vocal leader and be more of a leader on the field too.
1: How are those newcomers fitting into this group? Because it was—it's a strong core with you and Cody and Chase, mm-hmm. and then there's some real talent with you guys.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it, 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 it's real good right now. I would say because like right now, like Keelan always be trying to call me over to see like he would go over plays and stuff, and he lives with Darius, so they always you know asking me questions and stuff like that. So I'm just really trying to help them get the playbook down, so when they're in there, they're not panicking too much. You know, they 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 could like just think about what the route they have and what, how they run how to, how to run it.
1: Their roommates is like the new guys, the transfers. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: yeah, him, him, LJ, and then uh, Ray, Ray, the tight end. Yeah, they all live yep. in there. Ray Paulo, I think. Yeah. yeah,
1: that's awesome. That's a good group. Who are you
3: roommates with? I'm roommates with uh, Nick Billups, the quarterback, man. So you know, I actually, Bill
1: Bar employee number uh, one, bro.
3: You know what it is? You know what it is? You know what I'm saying? So, and it's always fun just being with Nick. You know, just going over plays because he's a quarterback, getting his. How he looks at the plays and how I look at the plays is coming together. You know, we have a whiteboard in there. We start going over plays and stuff. So yeah, I, I appreciate Nick, man.
1: When does it sort of turn off the football part for you guys? Do you, do you get to relax and what do you do to relax?
3: Uh, I don't. Me, I would say for me, I don't really like to relax. I like to keep 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 my uh, keep my head in, in the football football film room and stuff like that. You know, just trying to see how I can improve and how I can get better as my as my game improves. So.
1: It was a spirited finish to the practice that we got to watch some red zone. How would you describe kind of what the offense did in that time?
3: Oh, electrifying, man! You can, you see what we have now. Like you see when Aiden run the ball, when Dion from Colorado when he came in, you know how we looking. So I really feel like this offense is coming along pretty 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 well.
1: Is it the same offense you've always been using the last couple of years, or are there some wrinkles to it?
3: Uh there's a little bit of wrinkles to it. You know, we're kind of dressing up things and uh, trying to disguise things and stuff like that, you know, going into a new, new conference and everything, you know, trying to, like, make things look the same, but not really.
1: Have you been following all this conference realignment stuff online?
3: Nah, not really, man. I'm just focused on my team and how we can get better as a team.
1: Okay, as a Texan, obviously a huge Big 12 influence, you're playing Sam Houston too. What's this like for you?
3: Uh, It means a lot. I would say it means a lot to me, you know, just, you know, playing against like all the people that I've like grown up with and stuff like that. Like, I have a lot of people. I got people at TCU, Texas, all that stuff I train with back home at Texas Tech. I think, uh, uh, what, I think what's his name? Uh, what, I went to talk to J.B. Joe Bradley from Texas Tech, the receiver number nine. Yeah, I'm really good friends with him. So, yeah, it's, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be real fun.
1: Obviously, your dad's an All-American at Texas Tech. Your uncle Roy Williams at Texas. What did they kind of talk to you about in terms of what you're hoping to do individually to help this team this year?
3: Oh, just to just to be just to be a leader. Just to be a leader. you know a lot of a lot of teams you know they don't really have that like vocal leader. So just you know just trying to be a leader on and off the field.
1: What are you uh, hoping to accomplish to help the team this year? Besides being a leader?
3: Besides being a leader, I would say, you know, just trying to, uh, I would say just keeping everybody in the film room and keeping everybody healthy. You know, if you're not available, you know, there's no point in, in trying to learn. So I would say just try to keep everybody, keeping them, trying to get their body rights and keep their minds right.
1: It felt pretty physical despite not being full pads today. Mm-hmm. Um, was that just like, hey, day three or four of camp? We're getting a little oh, yeah. edgy here.
3: I would say so, yeah. But it's like, like I said before, everybody gets that grit, you know, going into a new conference, you know, you know, people already downplaying us already, so everybody gets that grit, got that temper to them. So I like it. I like the physicality that we that we doing right now. and it's, I hope it keeps going through that through fall camp.
1: Who's your favorite defender?
3: Eddie, Eddie, oh, Eddie. I, I don't know how Eddie Heckard. Yeah, Eddie always gets the best of me. I would say so. <laughs> but yeah, I, I love going against Eddie, Jacob too. But Eddie, Eddie's the guy right now.
1: Who's your favorite guy to match up with? Maybe it's Eddie.
3: Eddie, Eddie. I would say Eddie, yeah. too.
1: Yeah. I asked Chase the other day who's kind of the, the loudest uh, out there. He mentioned you. Uh, I said, and I asked fastest. Who, who's your answer, then I'll tell you what he said.
3: Oh, me. You know, I'm going to keep confidence in myself. I'll say me. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I would probably say, I'll probably give it to Parker. Parker, just because That's what he said. Yeah. I give it to Parker because he's more of a track guy and stuff like that. So yeah, I'll give it to Parker.
1: OK, who has the best hands on the team, uh, among the receivers? Me. There were a couple games where you really broke out last year, right? Like Utah Tech and Wyoming stick out. What will it take to have similar performances this year at an increased level?
3: Just to be consistent, I would say. Just being consistent uh, in the film room, and in the weight room, and then on the field with practice and stuff like that. Just trying to be more consistent and not try to like you know just have like a like little one game and stuff like that. Just trying to keep producing every week in and out.
1: What's the best thing that Fessy Satake does as a coach?
3: Fessy Satake, I would say, he always try to keep the room like like positive. Like every time we're in the front room, he'll probably like make jokes here and there just to keep everybody smiling and stuff, not to be too serious. So this him just kind of keep us like more laid back and loose. I really feel like that's that's the most important for us.
1: What are you looking forward to the most this year?
3: That championship. That's the most. Support. That's the that's the main goal right there. He's looking forward to that championship and playing the AT&T Stadium, and then hopefully go on and play for the for the national championship.
1: How does that feel to have that conference context and standings and, and what BYU has not had as an independent?
3: I feel like it feels good. Like I like I say, it gives us like they're giving us a lot that we had to prove on. You know, we like these last couple of seasons we did good, but like coming into a new conference, they're like over here downing us, like we haven't played anybody like that. So, you know, just keeping that grid and just staying positive all the way through.
1: Seems like BYU's offensive line is stacked. I mean, we say that every year, but I saw Braden Kime playing guard. Mm-hmm. He's like the tallest guard in the country at six eight. What's it like to see the potential lineups the BYU could have at online? line?
3: Oh, it, it 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 makes me excited because like just looking back there and just seeing like how good the pocket is for Keaton to throw the ball, man, it gives me confidence to run my route and stuff like that, knowing I can get the ball. So just just that right there, man. Okay, you want to
1: shout out anybody here?
3: Uh, shout out my mama, shout out my dad, sister, Auto. You know, love y'all back home in Texas. The, what was it, Bald Eagle? Bald Eagle, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Keenan. Thank you. Keanu Hill on
0: BYU Sports Nation. Here's a look at his progression from 2021 to 2022. He doubled his receptions from 18 to 36 in one season and a nice significant uptick in yards receiving as well. Jeremy, 572 last year. He was a big play guy at times in 2021, averaging 19.1 per catch. It's not like you know, almost 16 yards per catch is bad, though, but how about seven touchdowns a season ago?
1: Wyoming and Utah Tech really stick out where he just dominated. Certainly the competition goes up this year, but Keanu is a guy that I have sort of earmarked the past couple of years. Is he is a guy who understands Texas football, the Big 12. Yeah. He's got the pedigree in the family, as we talked about. I think he, uh, like many of this team, rise with the tide. That is the Big 12. I'm very excited about Keanu's physicality. Is he the fastest guy and does he have the best hands on things? No, but he's in the top kind of two or three of guys that, and he stayed healthy all year. Like, he he was BYU's most consistent receiver all year, I would say, with Chase Roberts and Puka Nakua having injuries going to Romney out. Like, Keanu was always on the field. He was always on the the field. That's the best ability, availability. That's part of being underappreciated, frankly.
0: (laughs) That's exactly right. Right? Just your your ability to stay on the field.
1: I could see Keanu going for 500 again. Because like, cause I like For BYU's sure. top five. I don't, yes. There's not a 1,000-yard receiver on the, in this group, in my opinion. You're not going to rely
0: on a single guy like that, but he's a 500. They trust him. Mm-hmm. He's earned it. He's a gamer. Uh, our friends at Gambling Gauchos told me if Lloyd Hill had played in a Texas Tech air raid offense, he'd be, like, one of the all-time greats. They'd said he just played in an era of Texas Tech football.
1: Yes. was too early. And shout-out to Lloyd who watches BYU TV stuff. We love you, Lloyd. Yes. And uh, we're excited to uh, – Take the Big 12 to Texas
0: or BYU to Texas. Yeah. It's gonna be awesome. We're excited. The Texas Tech is gonna play BYU. In yeah, Provo for homecoming. Boyd's gonna be in that game Let's, for sure. You bet. Uh, but before homecoming, you gotta have the first game, which hits in exactly how many days? Countdown to the Bearcats. 25 days. We're getting three and a half weeks, bro. Yep.
1: Let's go. It's not that far it's away. It's not that far away, so you need to download the BYU TV app. If you don't already have it, go to BYUSN.com because you can watch other interviews from practice we've
0: done, games, shows, deep blues. Check them out on demand. Something deep to ponder during this short break. Which game in the BYU-Utah rivalry history best depicts the emotions and feelings of the rivalry? You have to choose one game. This is BYU Sports Nation.
2: BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU Sports Nation is sponsored by
1: the Tim Daly Auto Group, serving Utah since 1968. Follow BYU Sports Nation on social media, Facebook, X, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and threads.
0: Yes, follow the socials, follow the socials.
1: They know the way. (laughs) I just got booed. They don't know the way.
0: Ooh, yikes. Bumblebee in the control room. Welcome back. I am Spencer. He is Jerem. Let's roll out today's headlines. Presented by Tim Daly Nissan, part of the Tim Daly Auto Group, serving Utah since 1968.
1: Today is practice number seven for BYU football, the second one in full pads. They changed the schedule. They went full pads yesterday, by the way. Cougars hold their first scrimmage this Saturday. It is close to the public and the media. We will have reports and interviews from camp later today.
0: BYU women's volleyball holding their first practice of the season today. We'll speak with All-American Whitney Bauer. From that practice in just a few minutes, the Cougars pick to finish second in the preseason Big 12 coaches poll. They opened the season on August 25th against powerhouse Pitt, who have been a thorn in the side of the Cougars.
1: They say he can't beat a team four times. Uh, so that's uh, BYU's taking down Pitt. Let's go, baby. And Daniel Schneeman named Fire and Ice Player of the Week, essentially the Player of the Week, for the Columbus Clippers, Triple A squad of the uh, Cleveland Guardians, hitting 308, slugging 538. Whoa. This season, he leads the Clippers in batting
0: average of 296, minimum 60 games played, and has 46 RBIs. Had a really nice season. Yes, 11 home runs, a notable career high. Like Daniel Schneeman did not enter the season. As a power hitter, Jerem, he's ascending into that category. This is nice. He's a good player. I hope he cracks in uh, to the majors here soon. Absolutely. The Guardians just need to lose any hope of making the playoffs, and then maybe it happens, right? Bring Sometimes that's what you need. Let him yep. have his go in the big show. Get a show. Mitchell Worthington, an assistant coach with women's volleyball, now at NC State. He joins Lucas Slabe, who used to coach and play at BYU, so there's a nice connection there.
1: Women's volleyball, like a few other players, um, Sports has added a third assistant coach, so he gets that opportunity right out of college. It's rare to go do that, so nicely done for me. The
0: BYU connection continues now at NC State. It's
1: all in the uh, Carl McGowan coaching tree. At
0: future Big 12 foe NC State. (laughs) Perhaps, (laughs) we'll see. Those are today's headlines. Let's opinionate in the whip. Cougar Round, presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. The ACC and
1: AAC are both reportedly in early stages of talking to Stanford and Cal about perhaps
0: inclusion in their leagues. Would this be good for either conference? It makes way more sense, I believe, for the American Athletic Conference, just because they have some teams, you know, in the central time zone, like a little bit closer to the west coast. If you are Cal and Stanford, And you think about the prospect of, not just in football and men's basketball, but every single sport, every road trip you make is a cross-country trip. And they, Stanford, love every
1: sport that there is. They're They're the number one athletic program. It's
0: gonna cost them $15 million. That
1: that ain't no problem with that in
0: But that's a lot of time, and that's a a hard thing to ask of your student-athletes to be like, hey, uh, we got a tennis match, at nc state
1: (laughs)
2: yeah
0: (laughs) you're gonna be gone for five days and
1: they're super strong academics so yeah they they do the both the acc like yeah they're they're in trouble either way the academic
0: fit is great because the acc has some distinguished you know schools outside of that to me makes no sense the american makes more sense because just the, the proximity is better
1: yeah it's tough either way it really is there's not there's not a good thing here but they they have sort of certain amount of healthy pride they want to be in a power
0: five league. Mountain West is available. I don't see AAC, I see ACC. The Mountain West is available. Gosh, they ain't going to the Mountain West. They're not. No Keaton Slovis, we just found out, was left off the Davy O'Brien Award watch list that's given annually to the nation's best quarterback. There are 35 college quarterbacks on that watch list. Mm -hmm. Should Keaton Slovis be on that list of 35 quarterbacks? Probably, yeah. Uh,
1: we we are, think highly Keaton, his stats from last year don't merit being on that list, but it's not about just last year. It's about his whole career. He's
0: about to pass 10,000 passing yards.
1: Which by the way, BYU has more Davey O'Brien winners than anyone else in history. Yes. Pretty
0: fun fact. I do like that fact. Facts, baby. Uh, yeah, Keaton should be on the list of 35. Like if it's 15 or 20, whatever, I get it. Or even 25, fine. But 35? Come on. Yeah.
1: Would have liked to have seen. One. Aiden is,
0: in my opinion, undoubtedly one of the 35 best and you know notable quarterbacks to be on this watch list in the country.
1: He made the BYU Sports Nation Davio Brand Award watch list, so that's <laughs>
0: cool.
1: If you could only recommend one BYU Utah game to a Big 12 fan to watch to help them better understand the rivalry, which game are you picking?
0: Does it include the post game? <laughs> because if it includes the post game, Uriah from 21. <laughs> well, there's that. Max Hall 2009, and Max Hall. baby. Like, we in, didn't
1: have a post-game show,
0: but yeah, those comments. The game, over time, just how unbelievably magical Lavelle Edwards Stadium was, the drama involved there, and then yes, Max Hall's commentary after the game. Because again, you're talking to somebody that has no concept mm-hmm. of the rivalry. It tells you, a story. You want to indoctrinate them into what it actually means, you let them watch 09 and then let them listen to Max Hall's post game and then let them listen to Utah react to Max Hall and see the t-shirts that they made that says Max Hall hates me right like that to me 06 is just amazing because of the play Beck the Harleen and end the four game losing streak to Utah that, that's incredible but 09 like we're talking just straight emotion that's the one for me what about you I go
1: 2000 because both oh. teams had losing records It's Lavelle and and Ron McBride, it's Lavelle's last game. The miraculous nature of the finish there. How much both teams cared about it despite neither even making a bowl game that year. To me, that said a lot about that because that's the least compelling sort of matchup of these two teams perhaps ever.
0: Um, But it was still an all-time classic in BYU fans' minds. Gosh, 2021 for a billion reasons yeah. is, you know, recency bias. It was unbelievable. Like, it's an all-time moment for BYU, that whole weekend with the Big 12 invite and whatnot. But, yeah, I like 2000. Lavelle's last miracle, oh man. This, I got goosebumps thinking about it, how that plant, that. All those down. games were awesome. My gosh. NFL's Hard Knocks featuring the New York Jets premieres tonight. What are you hoping to see from Zach Wilson specifically during this hard knock season? I wanna see the
1: maturity that we know he has that w- was not on display a little bit last year at times when times were tough. I'd like to see inside there and see how Aaron Rodgers is sort of molding him. That's the Zach
0: Wilson element of this. Yes, it is a fascinating story. The quarterbacks alone. I mean, if they just focused 90% of the time on Aaron Rodgers and Zach Wilson and the offense, I think people would still love it and watch it. It's going to be bigger than that, clearly. Yeah, yeah, it'll be fun. But yes, like I just, I'm excited to see what kind of tutelage and the relationship that Aaron Rodgers and how Zach how's that Wilson coming have. along?
1: How is yeah? Is how is like? Zach uh, developing? And it's early, right? It's going to be another year. He's, be Zach
0: early. Wilson, for better or worse, is one of the most compelling stories in the NFL yeah, today. Yeah, still, he is. Still. We'll end with this, uh, Jerem. You discovered. And I say, discover. Yeah, they because tweeted at me. It was sent to you. A, <laughs> a Twitter account yesterday dedicated to your hair.
1: Wow. <laughs> Somebody's bored.
0: Jerem, is this secretly your, your new burner account?
1: It's at BYSN Fanboy, so it's not all about me. But it does say Jerem's <laughs> hair. Now we're just cutting off your hair. Um, no, that's not, not my hauling. burner account. That's at Cougarboard. Just kidding.
0: <laughs> that that is amazing. You have at Jerem Jordan two now, right? So you had at Jerem Jordan two. Yeah,
1: there's someone who has at Jerem Jordan two. I and don't know what the BYU fascination USN is. Fanboy, yeah. Jer- yeah. and
0: it says Jerem Jordan's hair. I'm just
1: glad there's uh, one person watching this. We show. need a
0: third. Jerem's top button. Let's, the top, just, let's make it happen. The top button is, is years <laughs> into the... <yeah.
1: laughs>
0: Still on the way. A live look into BYU women's volleyball and their first right. practice of the 2023 season. Let's go! That is All-American Smithfield Whitney House, House, baby! The star setter joins us next. This is BYU Sports Nation. Power.
2: This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner.
1: Oh. Whitney Bauer, what's up?
0: Welcome back to BYU Sports Station live from Studio B. Joining us now is the woman you just saw in that highlight video. All American setter star Whitney Bauer is it's live, so good, man. From the first practice of the 2023 BYU women's volleyball season. Whitney, welcome to the show. Uh first what's question. Up? Yeah, yeah. What is up? How Hello. how how are you?
4: I'm so good. Thank you for having me. You
0: bet. Which practice drill have we so kindly excused you from right now?
4: Right now it's defense, which I should probably be getting reps in, but that's okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> But it's okay. They're, they're doing good.
1: Amy Gant has called you the best defensive setter in the country. Basically, like, on tips, you just gobble those up. When was that a priority to be good at that for you?
4: That's so nice. I think always because I've always been a little bit undersized. I was like, okay, well, you know what? If I'm not going to be big in the front row, I'll be big in the back row. And I don't know. That's just been my mentality since since then.
1: It's fun to watch because there's no easy tip for any team. You can't just tip on Whitney Bauer, which is great. Okay, Whitney, Thank
0: out- you. That's out- so outside of the defensive drills that you are missing right now, so maybe we should apologize actually for that. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> how is practice going overall? What's the vibe of practice number one for this new season?
4: It's good. It's good. We're just kind of going through some breakdown stuff. We're kind of going through our warmups and how our warmups will be every single day going into the gym. So I love our practices because it's all about repetition. And um yeah, so right now everything's just super breakdown. We went over serving, we went over passing and right now defense, but so far it's going good so far. Yeah. Okay,
1: it's exciting because it's this is a, a senior group uh, with some All-Americans returning, yourself, Aaron Livingston, at outside hitter, Whitney Larianis at Middle Blocker. Ari McComer has been starting for like five mm-hmm. years now at Washington State and BYU. You bring in some really talented players as well. There's going to be some fun battles. What do you want to see out of fall camp to get ready for another massive match with Pitt?
4: I think just being as scrappy as possible because, like you said, we have some returners and – we have some really, really ger- great leadership and some girls fill those roles immensely. And so I think just be, be, being super scrappy in the back row is going to help us a ton moving forward into the Big 12.
0: The All-American Center, Whitney Bauer, is on BYU Sports Nation. We've asked a few of your teammates the same question, but interested to hear your take. When you see a preseason coaches poll, and BYU is the newbie, the newcomer in the Big 12, but you're picked to finish second, How do you feel about that designation? Because it's not quite number one, so it could bother you. But also, as a newcomer, like, maybe second's pretty good. How do you you kind of work through that and process that?
4: I'm going to give the most generic answer. You already know what I'm going to say. It doesn't matter that we're ranked number second. But I think it just lights some fire under our butts because if we are the newcomers, I think I'd rather be ranked last going into it. But that's okay. I think that we are going to prove that is freaking awesome at volleyball, and we're going to come in and do our
1: thing. You said two things that really resonated with me there. You need a fire under your butt sometimes. <laughs> and BYU volleyball is freaking yeah. awesome. <laughs> Amen to that. I felt something Amen. inside of me uh, right there. <laughs> this recruiting class is top ten. They're really good. Um, very excited about Claire Little from California. The, the Mountain View 2 of Brielle Miller and Mia Lee and mm-hmm. Selena DeMuni, of course. DeMuni, Brielle Camavore is going to be awesome as well. And then uh, of course, uh Kamali Hiapo, BJ uh, w- was her older brother who played for the men. I got to know him. That those are some nice mm-hmm. newcomers. What are you hoping for out of the, those newcomers to add to this team?
4: Yeah, they're freaking awesome. They're feisty and they bring just assertiveness. They're not they're not passive the freshmen, which is awesome. Um, they come on, they 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 offer their opinions, and it's just super fun playing with them so far. And I'm excited okay. to see you know how how this moves into
1: season. I forgot Addie Benson. That's Luke's sister. So yeah, there's connections yeah. all over the place, which is awesome. Um, playing with playing with Eden uh, another season. How is that? Um, yeah. And last year, well, maybe it was two years ago, we had Bower to Bower to Bower. So hopefully we'll have some more Bower to Bower.
4: I hope so. Yeah, she's killing it. She's I'm proud of her. She's just she's grinding like everyone else. So it's the best playing with your sister though for sure.
0: Whitney, I know every match is important. Every match matters. Yeah, I get it. You're an athlete. Everything, every time you step on the floor, it's a big deal. But your season opener is against Pittsburgh. (laughs) Yeah, let's talk about Pitt. It's against Pitt. And they've uh, been a little thorn in the side for BYU. So how do you view Pitt and opening the season against a team that's kind of had your number?
4: Yeah, I mean, like when we first found out that we were – Playing Pitt, I think everyone's faces were like, no way. So I think everyone's so excited. I mean, Pitt, they're, they're an amazing team. Um, it's it's always super fun to play them because they're just super scrappy. They make us better every time that we play them. And so I'm just excited to play a Final Four team and just to see what we got.
1: You guys like to challenge yourself. That's going to be a great challenge out of the gate. Mm-hmm. Um, how, did sure. the, how did the foreign trip, which looked epic, by the way, how did that help bring this team together? Um, that will aid you uh, in a quick turnaround of just two and a half weeks in camp, and then you're then you're playing Pitt and starting the season.
4: I think the coolest part about that is we did every single thing together. We played a bunch. We played teams from Turkey that were legit, and I think just experiencing new experiences with each other made us tighter and closer as a team. And going into the Big Twelve, I think that's huge because we are playing different teams and going to different different areas, and so. Now that we've bonded in in newer ways than I've ever bonded with a team, I'm excited to see how that translates over to the the Big 12.
0: I just hope you've recovered from the jet lag by now, Whitney, and I'm assuming that you have.
4: (laughs) I have, yes. (laughs) Took a while.
0: Oh, man, that that is intense for sure. Uh, Great to talk with you at practice. We appreciate the time and the insight into a brand-new, very exciting BYU women's volleyball season. Once you get back to it, but uh, clearly, you're awesome. Go get it done, Thank and we'll you. talk to you soon.
4: Thank you so much.
0: Bower Power on BYU Sports Nation.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm excited for the season. Uh, they really could finish as high as second. Like, Texas won the national championship. Certainly, it's expected they're going to win the Big 12. Um, but it'll be a great season, man. It's a tough league. It's a better league than the WCC. But the WCC was really good. San Diego made the Final Four last year.
0: Like, LMU and we oh, yeah. were good. BYU was really good. So... I'm excited, it'll be a fun year. Looking forward to that. After the break, to celebrate top five Tuesday, the top five plays against the three newest members of the Big 12, specifically from the first three weeks of the 2021 season. Oh, look at us. Because you know, BYU beat all three of those teams in succession in 2021. This is BYU Sports Nation. Succession.
2: BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics.
0: It is Top 5 Tuesday, featuring the top five plays against Arizona, Utah, and Arizona State, the three newest members of the Big 12, specifically from weeks one to three in the BYU football 2021 season all wins for the cougars let's
1: go number five neil Pau against arizona 2021 this is in Allegiant stadium jaron hall now the starter after zach wilson deep to neil 67 yards for the touchdown the yes. cougars took a 14-3 lead they had a second touchdown later bway
0: won that 24 to 16. at number four to the arizona state game the third of these three max Thule. oh how about the diving pick picks it up off the turf or just before it hits the turf, that is. The game was tied 7-7 in the second quarter. This was a major game changer. Great athletic play with Peyton Wilgar making the big hit and Thule finishing the deal with the interception. More from this game later.
1: Number three, Utah. Defensive fourth down stop. On fourth and two inside the 10, the Cougars stopped the Utes from getting any points on that drive. And that was big in this game as, oh, of man. course, BYU ended the nine-game losing streak. Nice uh, job by Peyton Wilgar, Ben Bywater, Uriah Leotawa, and
0: others. Ah, uh, yes. The Uriah crash, had the to crash go, down. go home and get ready for church. Number two, Samson Nakua. Yes. Jaron Hall, touchdown, Nakua. Right before halftime against Utah. Oh, my gosh. This moment, Jerem, it just... It kind of set the tone for the remainder of the game. This was like a major turning point along with that fourth down stop. Yes. Nakua, by the way, caught touchdowns uh, for Utah and BYU in this rivalry what, yeah, series. Yeah, what, what a wild situation there for him. <laughs> Cougars, of course, as Jerem just mentioned, win 26-17. That was a massive, massive play.
1: And number one, is Tyler Algier's punch out against Arizona State. BYU's up 21-17 late in the third, but Arizona State gets the pick. Merlin Robertson can't summon a spell because Tyler Algier punches the ball out and Jared Hall ran down to recovery. The pac 12s going to survive. No, it's not. (laughs) Unbelievable play. Like, I think, I think we haven't figured this out, Spence, but I think that's a top 10 play in BYU history. Oh, man. It's definitely top 20. I think it's definitely top 20. Because that's the Kyle Morrell of the uh, play of the modern era. It really is. And it came from an offensive player. (laughs) (laughs)
0: It's unbelievable. (laughs) Oh, the symbolism. It's so great in in that play. Our question of the day. Would you like to see the Big 12 expand even beyond 16 teams? Are you good for now? Our Elite Voice of the Day presented by PAX Healthcare Elevated. Ryan Lanning on Twitter says, The West is covered. Wait and see what the ACC does and add some good rivalries and travel partners for West Virginia and UCF if possible. Uh, fingers crossed for Miami. He I, says. I
1: feel you. Quick correction, by the way Oklahoma has five Davey O'Brien's, BOA second for Breakfast. Don't let facts get I'll in the way it.
0: of a better story, okay? <laughs> Today's Rise and Shout Out presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics.
1: We want to mention Kevin Brown, the Orioles broadcaster, has been suspended for a simple comment he made about how the Orioles had won more games at Tropicana Field, home of the Rays, than they had the previous three seasons. That's ridiculous. You have to be able to say facts like that. I don't like that he was suspended. A lot of
0: people were piling on there, including us right now. Am I going to be suspended because I just mentioned that Pittsburgh's been a thorn in the side for BYU women's volleyball. That's well, the on. equivalent of it. More
1: Davy O'Briens than BYU.
0: Come on now. Good gravy. For Jeremy, I'm Spencer. Shout out to our guy Derwin Gray. Sorry, Go Derwin. Cougs! Oh, Dennis again? Yeah. Okay. It's back.